This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This week, Pastor Jason will be speaking on the love of the Father. So grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. I can't tell you how many times that we have ministered on the love of the Father, or on the Father's heart, and when we do, there's always men, especially men, but women too, that begin to shrink back when the message comes rather than press in when the love of God is being shown. Why? Because somewhere in the recesses of their mind, they begin to draw on their own experience and their own relationship with their natural father, and they begin to move God into that picture when you start talking about Father God. We can talk about the Lord God, Jehovah God, you start talking about Father God, and then all of a sudden, the filtering process of their relationship and their understanding of earthly father gets filtered into it. Isn't that right? Amen? Come on, talk to me, somebody. We see this stuff all the time, don't we? On the other hand, some of us that have been raised in really religious churches, we grew up with the idea that you had to be on your best behavior because God was really mad at you if you didn't behave. Hmm? Some people had an image of God just sitting up on His throne, looking down, waiting on you to mess up so He can just step on you and smash you like a little ant. In some churches, you were always doing something of being worthy of stepping on. Sit down. Be quiet. I told you. Get over there. Stand still. Stop moving. We had ushers like that when I was little. They used to pack you by the back of the ear and lift you up off the ground by your ear and walk you up to the pew to your mama. And you didn't do nothing but walk through the door. So grow up not knowing how much the Father loves us because we think God's mad at us all the time. Think he's getting disappointed with us. In some churches... Uh, you know, people were under this bondage of a father that created fear in their hearts. Stirred fear in the emotional realm instead of love. Well, pastor, isn't God full of wrath? Yes, he is. But how many know he poured out all of his wrath on Jesus? So you didn't, he, wrath didn't have to come knocking on your door. Isn't that right? He poured all his wrath out on Jesus. So when you messed up, you didn't have to pay the price. That's what he did. Amen. The Bible says that the place of the cross took the wrath of God because love went to the cross, silent like a lamb, and love was nailed to that cross. Then judgment came from heaven, and it went down on one man, Jesus. All the sin of the world, all the wrath of heaven collided at a place called the cross. And right there, right then, Jesus paid a debt that you could never pay. Because he loves you. He paid a debt he didn't owe. He took the wrath of God for you. Love took his wrath. Hmm? Three days later, how many of you know that stone was rolled away and love come walking out of a tomb? Isn't that right? So now that we can understand that even though we were lost, now we're found. That wasn't the end of love. Amen? I was blind, but... 
Praise the Lord. Now I can see I was a stinking mess, but now I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When he sees me, he sees Jesus. I'm excited about it. I'm some of y'all are excited about that this morning. Amen. But how many know there's a lot of people that have a concept of God that is just fearful? And they, and they just serve it. How many people do you think are just serving God so they don't go to hell? That is the motivating factor of their salvation experience is I'm serving God because I don't want to burn in hell. Rather than serving him because they love him because they're passionate for him. They're not motivated by if you're serving God because you want to avoid hell. The motivating factor for your salvation is not love. It's fear. Come on, somebody talk to me. Listen, folks, love is not just a mind thing. Passion has to be involved in it. And passion is an emotion. There's got to be feeling with it. There's got to be something in it that lays hold of your heart that says, come, experience who I am. I'm a God that loves you. That's why when the first history book of the New Testament was written right after Jesus revealed his kingdom of love to the disciples, the first history book of the New Testament is not called the book of truths called the book of Acts, because they demonstrated the love of God. They didn't just talk about it. I mean, to really know God is not just about agreeing with some thought process, some mental sin. To really know God is to know the transforming power of God that lives on the inside of you, that lives on the inside of me, who isn't just the big man upstairs. He's a God that comes and lives on the inside of you. So that everywhere I go, God's going with me. I hear people, well, if it's okay with the big man upstairs. People talk that way. You know what? They don't have a relationship with God. They don't know God. They need to know God, but they don't know God. I believe God is coming today to capture the hearts of his people. God is pursuing your heart this morning. He is passionate for you. And he will not relent until he gets a hold of you. He will pursue you and pursue you and pursue you until you get it right, until you fall into that place of your destiny. I mean, God doesn't just want to date you on Sunday and Wednesday night. He's calling us somewhere we've never been before. Somewhere deep, somewhere passionate. God never wants to leave you where you are. He's constantly wanting to move you into your destiny. Constantly wanting to take you a step further. Constantly wanting to grow you to a new level. God is looking for people that aren't looking to see who's looking. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Am am I doing okay? Is this okay for y'all? Because I, I I mean, we can stop. Am I doing okay? This is the Father's heart for His children. God is not coming for those that are practicing religion. He's not coming for performance-based religion, just looking to play the part of a Christian, just going along to do their duty and making sure they keep all the rules so they can get through the door. That's not what God is doing. I'm looking for people who understand that it's God that is doing the work on the inside of us. Somebody say it's God. And they're ready for a passionate, explosive move of God. They're ready to get into the place of his heart. They're ready to see God take their mess and turn it into a message. I might look like I survived a tornado, but you know what? When God gets done with me, I can do all things. Amen. 
So that when people see me, they don't just see me, but they see a testimony of his love that's working through me. Is there anybody in here today that I'm talking to? Is there anybody here? We need to ask ourselves this question. Is your heart beating with this? Come on, ask yourself this. I want more of God in my life. I want more of God. Or is your heart saying, I got enough of God? Ask yourself that question. I got enough. My bills are paid. My kids are going to youth group. My marriage is good. I got enough of God. See, I'm just wondering if we haven't just fallen in love with the things that God brings into our life. I'm just wondering if we haven't just fallen in love with the concept of Christianity more than we've fallen in love with God the Father himself. That's what I'm wondering. Would you be able to say today that Jesus is your life? Or is he just part of your life? Is he your life or is he just part of it? This is the foundation, ladies and gentlemen. This is the root level. This is where life begins. Right here. You belong to him. The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit and all your strength. That's what the word says. Not just when you feel like or part of it. How many of you know he's the one that initiates the love? First John 4.19 says this, we love him because he first loved us. See, my love for him today is nothing more than just a response to the love that he's poured out for me. It's a response to what he's already given me. Romans 5.8 says this, God demonstrates his great love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't have to say, I love you. He did it. Hmm? He demonstrates his great love for us by what he did. How many understand that we love him the way he loves us? That's what we do. We respond to the love. That's really what the commandment is. I want you to love God as he has loved you. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus didn't just give us part of himself. He gave us all of himself. He didn't just give us part of his effort. He gave us all of his effort. He gave heaven's best for you. And he said, in return, this is what I'm asking from you. I want you to love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. I don't want you just to be, I don't want to just be a part of your life. I want to be in your life. I want to sit on the throne of your life. I want to be the God of your life at all times, 24-7. I want you to be the center of your life. Somebody say, Jesus, be the center of my life. How many know it's in Him we live and move and have our being? How many know if you ain't in Him, then you ain't living and moving and having a being? You're just existing. And that's sad. If it's in Him that we live and move and have our being, then how many of you understand everything else is secondary? Everything else is secondary. Your marriage is secondary. Your children are secondary. Your finances are secondary. It's in Him that we live and move and have our being. My job, my destiny, my journey, my friends, my purpose, my cash, my stuff, everything else is secondary to Jesus being the center of my life. Jesus is the sustaining factor of my life. That means when I love Him, I love Him. With everything that I am. Everything that I am. 
Oh, my faults, my inconsistencies, insecurities, rejection. Everything that I am, I love him with it. When I worship him, I worship him with everything that I am. When I give, I give with everything that I am. When I forgive, I forgive with everything that I am. Come on, somebody. With everything that I am. Did anybody watch the NBA finals? Besides me, a few of us in here. You know, during the NBA finals, did anybody see any news reports on it last week or the week before? Anybody watch sports channels or anything like that? Catch up on some of the news. If you saw anything about the NBA finals, you know what? You didn't see this. I didn't see one single Miami fan that paid anywhere from $600 to $5,000 to go sit in that game I didn't see one fan in any of that those games when LeBron took off down the court and slammed the ball through the hoop and got fouled for a three-point play. I didn't see one Miami fan just sit there and go, oh, that's fantastic. Go, LeBron. Do we score again? I didn't see that. No, no, nobody sat there and said, oh, that's nice. That's wonderful. So glad we got those points. Call Miami. Come on, can anybody got a witness in here this morning? Did anybody see anybody do that? How I many know if they did that, the person next to him would be screaming, jumping down, going, man, did you just see what LeBron did? He got slammed the ball down the throat of the net. He got fouled. It's a three-point play. Come on in there, right? I ain't seen anybody respond this way. Well, it's just my personality. This is how I watch the game. I, uh, I'm rejoicing in my spirit. There's Dwayne Wade. Hallelujah. I didn't see anybody doing that. Nobody did that. Nobody did that. I mean, you know, when LeBron went down the court and he slammed that ball down there, that when he, the ball went down through the net, that everybody in that arena jumped to their feet. They spit all over everybody. Beer went on the floor. Food went everywhere. Mustard was on people's shirts. They were screaming like a bunch of lunatics. They were a little bit enthusiastic about the possibility of the Miami Heat finally being able to beat the Dallas Mavericks. Hmm? Come on, somebody talk to me. Amen. But how many know we come to church and everybody wants to withdraw? Let's just withdraw from the one that's bigger than any basketball game. We start worshiping God at 10 o'clock. How many know from 10 o'clock to 1030, that part is for Jesus? That's the part of the service that we offer up to him. Half the church don't get here until 1030. I'm just being honest with you. It's no skin off my back. The worship is for Jesus. When we get in here and we got this worship team up here singing, that's for Jesus. That's why church starts at 10 o'clock. Come on, somebody. Amen. We'll get excited about games like that. We'll get excited about politics. We'll get excited about all this stuff. But when we come to church, we just want to withdraw. Well, I'm worshiping in my spirit. This is how I worship. Come, Lord Jesus and we withdraw from the one that's bigger than any ball game, bigger than any election, bigger than any calls. 
No enthusiasm. Hmm? I want to sit in church and say, well, I love him in my heart. He knows my heart. He knows I'm a fan. He knows I'm a big JC fan. Hmm? Hmm? I have to be dignified. We don't want everybody dancing and running in a church because they scare people off. Hmm? No, 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 no. Somebody help me this morning. Amen. We all open up our mouth today and declare that we are in love with him. I declare I'm in love with Jesus everywhere I go. People think I got my head on backwards sometimes. Every time I walk in a store, I sing as loud as I can. I hit the high notes, even if it's off key. And I just talk. I'm singing praises to Jesus. I hope they look at me. I hope they look. I hope they comment. Had Jehovah's Witness come to my door yesterday. Her and her son, all dressed up, man. I mean, dressed up. I studied. I was four hours into studying for this message. They picked the wrong time to ring my doorbell. I opened up the door and she started in. And she started to pull her little thing out. I said, "Wait a minute." So, are you Jehovah's Witness? And she said, "Yes, I am." I said, "Praise the Lord Jesus Christ! I am so glad you came to my house today. I've been praying that God would bring you by here. God sent you by here to get you set free. Listen, lady, you are in a cult. You have been lied to. The church that you're in has deceived you. They have got you under a spell. And if you'll give me one minute, if you'll just give me one minute, God will set you free this morning, right here on my doorstep." And she said, "Well, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm leaving." I said, "Don't leave, honey." come back and she went down my sidewalk with her little 10 year old son and they were going by the car and I said "Lake, come back and then she didn't look at me so I started speaking in tongues in the middle of my neighborhood I said shut up in the name of Jesus Lord Jesus Christ I declare over this woman's life that she is set free from this cult that she is broken over her life Lord I pray God that she don't burn in hell that her little son don't burn in hell she couldn't walk fast enough down the road. The guy across the street come out from the front door. There was another Jehovah's Witness. And he said, what's going on? I said, sir, I need to tell you about Jesus. He looked at me and took off down the road. You know why? Because I'm enthusiastic about my father who loves me. Hmm. Now, two things will happen. They'll never come to my house again. Or she won't be able to sleep at night. And the Holy Ghost had put some conviction on her and a little bit of doubt in her. And the next time she's at the kingdom hall and they say something, that thing's going to come up against something on the inside of her spirit. Say, well, that didn't sound right. I said, I passed your church. It's right up there on Edwards Road. All you got to do is take selvits and turn right. We're having church tomorrow at 10. Please come. Mm. You know, they might think you lost your mind, but that's okay. They might think you're strange. That's okay. They might treat you like you ain't got no sense, but that's okay. I'm in love with my father, and because I'm in love with my father, I care whether or not people go to hell. You know how to tell how much somebody really loves God? Because their enthusiasm overcomes them so much that everywhere they go, they want to talk about Jesus. When they look at people, they look at people that are potential Citizens of heaven. That's how they see them. 
Because how many of you know every time you encounter somebody in your job, every time you encounter somebody in your neighborhood, if they don't know Jesus, they have a destiny in the lake of fire. And that's true. And if you choose to ignore that, well, I don't want to offend anybody. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus didn't ignore it. He lived it and died for it. Amen. He said, I want you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, your mind, and all your strength. I want you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. I mean, our love is pictured in three different dimensions. We love God with everything that we are. We love ourselves with everything that we are. And we love our neighbors with everything that we are. And we do it because of who he is. You can't say you love God and hate people. It's a contradiction of terms. It's impossible. You cannot say you love God and hate a person. I don't care what they've done. You can hate what they've done, but you cannot hate the person if you love God. If you hate a person, then the love of God is not in you. I didn't write the book. God did. If you're getting offended over it, take it up with the Lord. Amen? You can't say you're in love with God, but then, well, I don't want to be around them. I don't like the color of their skin. Or I don't like their dialect. Or I don't like the part of town they're from. Hmm? There ain't no love of God in you if you talk that way. My God, you can't do it. It's impossible. You can't say, I love God, and then say, I don't love people. Because if the love of God is in you, you're going to love everybody. I mean, you've got to come to a point in your life where you quit condemning yourself and you quit judging yourself and you've got to learn to let love capture your heart and let that love flow through you and just begin to love people. So when I get up and I look at the mirror, I can just say, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Marvelous work. Marvelous work. He's brought me out of where I used to be. And he's taken me to a place where I am today. Hallelujah. I might have used to been bound. I might have used to sneak around. But praise God, he set me free. And I'm not bound anymore. The Bible says, he that the Son sets free is free indeed. And listen, I'm, I am, I'm really seriously talking about over-the-top love. I'm talking about over-the-top Crazy kind of love. That's what God expects from us. Everything you got on the inside of you kind of love. I'm not talking about tempered love with restraint. Love is not restraining. That's a bogus line that's been passed down through traditions of religion. Over the top love impacts and changes lives. I mean, there was a guy in the Bible who was a shepherd over on the backside of a hill and nobody wanted this guy. His daddy had forgotten about him when the prophet came to anointing king over his house, came to anoint a king from the house. His daddy sent him out in the backfield to tend with the sheep. Didn't even call him in when the prophet said, bring all your sons in. He left him out taking care of the sheep. Jesse was supposed to have all the sons there, but he left David out tending the sheep. David said, I might have been a child that wasn't wanted. They not have let me come in when the prophet come 
come to the house. But I'm on the back side of the hill and I'm worshiping my Jehovah. I'm writing songs to my king and I'm going to sing my praises to my God. And I'm going to let my voice be heard. Whether anybody else can hear me or not. I'm going to jump and I'm going to dance and I'm going to shout and I'm going to sing. I will bless him at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make thy boast in thee, O Lord. The humble will hear of thee and be glad. That's David. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Bumgarner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at IgniteYourWorld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Christian Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is 772-464-7012. The Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
I'm Joyce Meyer, inviting you to join me right here on Enjoying Everyday Life, where I give you easy and practical ways to live a life you truly love. Joyce Meyer is heard at 7.30 a.m. Monday through Friday here on WCNO.